Thank you so much for being a listener of the Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, we have an amazing guest with us today. He actually encountered the supernatural realm by a gateway drug that most of the world is very familiar with. This gateway drug took him into a series of events that you'll want to hear. But on top of that, he got delivered in an amazing way. You'll want to hear these events because he saw things that many of us do not see. He experienced things that many of us did not experience or have not experienced. You'll want to hear this one. This is a, this is a nail biter. Jay Aday, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. I'm honored. And I just want to say before I start this testimony that hell is not a party. Hell is not a game. It's not for a million years. It's for eternity. Jay, so tell us this. How were you brought up? Were you brought up into a Christian home, a non-Christian home? How did it start out for you? So I grew up Catholic, but it was just religion. It was just going through the routines of traditions of men but it wasn't really having a relationship with God I looked at God more as Santa Claus just someone who I ask and they're like a genie to me but I didn't know that God could speak back to me and that's what I saw I just saw breaking the bread praying to Mary and it was very repetitive now you mentioned to me that your father he was into Catholicism, but he was into other things too. What was that? Yeah, so my dad is African. He grew up in Cameroon, and I'm actually first generation in America. So he practiced witchcraft when he was a Catholic. Many people, they do Catholicism, but they pray to false idols. And he was doing juju. He was astral projecting, leaving his body. He even said that he was watching me um, at the movie theaters and these things growing up, I didn't grow up spiritual. So I just thought he was crazy. I didn't think he could leave his body and spectate me. I'm just like, what? It, it was just mind blowing. My carnal mind couldn't understand. Wow. And how about your mother? Um. So my mom is, is very naive to the spiritual realm. She was Catholic, but she didn't really grow up in the church bringing. She just grew up um, having religious parents. And it's actually crazy how Satan works because my mom's first kid had a miscarriage. So my mom had the last kid with me. So if my mom had the first kid, I would have never been born. And that's why I just say that everything happens for a reason and that it's a blessing to be here. Amen. I completely agree. So your parents were Catholic. Your dad was into juju. So you knew that your father was into some interesting things or crazy things as you were to say but things begin to change for you at the age of 11 what happened to you at the age of 11 around halloween time i was in my room and in my old house my room when it gets dark it used to get pitch black 
And I remember one night I was just laying in my bed. I was about to go to sleep. And I hear a voice. It sounded like that voice from Thriller, from Michael Jackson, where it's like, ah, ha, ha. I just hear a voice. It's calling my name. And it's like, Jay. And it's like very dark and demonic. And I'm like, dad, is that you? Like, dad, dad. I'm just yelling, dad, 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 is that you? And I just keep hearing it. And my whole room, it starts shaking. And I start yelling, dad, dad. And my dad comes running into my room. And I'm like, dad, was that you? Was that you making that scary voice? Like, dad, are you pranking me? And he's like, no, son, that, that was not me. And I realized now, I didn't know before, but I realized that I heard the voice of the devil when I was 11 years old. And it's crazy because that same year, my whole life took a turn for the worse. I was exposed to, to many things and I'll get into that. Soon after that, you mentioned that you were exposed to pornography at 11. Yeah, that same year um, I was exposed to porn because when I had that encounter with the devil, it's like a spiritual door in my house open for just temptation and, and sin. I remember I had so much fear in me. I couldn't even sleep with, with the lights off. I had to sleep with the night with the lights on. I had to sleep with a night light every single night. And this fear was just eating me up alive. So I remember one night my friends, they were talking about this video and I watched it and it was the most disgusting video ever but it just sparked something in me to be exposed to porn. And I noticed after I was exposed to porn, I didn't have interest for good things. Like I used to play soccer and I didn't have a drive for soccer. I didn't have a drive to do what the other kids wanted to do. And my whole life was just darkness. It felt like a whole dark cloud surrounded me and it was just awful. Wow, so Jay, it sounds like the pornography took your natural, healthy, good desires away from you. Yeah, it took my innocence. I remember after getting exposed around the age 13, I couldn't even look at my mother in, in her eyes. I couldn't even talk to girls because my mind was so perverted. I'm thinking, man, man, like just sex, porn, this, that always isolating myself in my room because I didn't want to feel lustful around my family. And I was just in darkness. I lost so many friends. And yeah, it was just horrible. And you mentioned to me at the age of 14, this is all still going on. And your father approaches you and he talks to you about religion. What did he say to you? So after I got exposed to porn, Honestly, I didn't want to be in the house of God. That was the last place I wanted to go. So I remember my dad, he offered me a choice. He said, hey, if you want to go to church, if you want to continue going, then, you know, you're allowed to, you have free will. But if you don't, then I'm not going to force you. So at that age, I just left the church. I, I walked away from God completely because I said, what is this Catholic religion doing for me? I'm not hearing from God. I'm just praying them to Mary. I'm breaking the bread, but I'm not having any encounter with a God who could speak back to me, who could help me. Okay. So at this time you left the Catholic faith and 
you, for the first time, at the age of 17, smoked marijuana. Tell us about that. Because that changed everything you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After I left church, I noticed even more sin creep into my life. Um, I started to smoke weed. And it was a door straight into the supernatural. I started to see spirits. I started to see a reality that was like a whole new road to me. And I remember one specific day when I was smoking weed, um, I just couldn't stop laughing. And I'm like, why do I feel so good? I almost felt like I was forgiven. I felt like I could be a normal kid because I was able to interact with people. I had confidence. I didn't have depression. I could eat right. And the weed I just thought was God to me because it was doing all these good things for me. It had all these benefits in my life. And it was just insane. So this was the gateway drug that I mentioned at the beginning. So you felt like it gave you so much confidence, you mentioned to me. Uh, tell us about that, because you said when you were on marijuana, you actually began to see things that you never saw before, and it gave you confidence. So tell us a little bit about that. I remember now I'm 18 and I just graduated high school, and now I'm like, okay, I'm going to get me some females now. Like, I... I was stuck in porn. I don't want to be in my room. I want to go out there and mingle. I want to be accepted in the world. So I'm like, I need the confidence. I'm just going to go to parties and smoke weed. And hopefully I'll have the confidence and courage to speak to women. So what happened? I remember there was a bunch of kids lining up to smoke because some kid, he had a dad pen. And I come up to him and I'm like, hey, can I take a hit, man? I'll pay you a couple bucks. And he's like, yeah, sure, bro. It doesn't matter. Um, You could hit it. And I take the hit and I'm high for the first time at a party. And instantly when I'm high, I hear a voice in the spiritual realm from the second heavens. And the voice says, let me in. I just hear a knock. It's like, Bang. and then it's like, let me in. And this felt like a presence. It felt like a, a Holy Spirit, but it was a demonic spirit as of now, I know. But um, it said, let me in. And I just said, okay, I'll let you in. Instantly, the spirit, it enters me and my vision, it shifts to 2020. It's almost like I entered a reality that was more real. My, my vision just like flickered and it shifted, and I was able to see into the spiritual realm. And instantly, I'm feeling like a whole new person. I call this person J2.0 because it was like an alter ego. And when I talk to girls, I just have so much confidence. When I dab, I didn't even know how to dab people up, but I was like so smooth. I was dabbing people up. I was dancing. And I was just putting everyone in a trance because I could meet someone and it's just like I knew them already because in the spirit the demonic spirit in me was interacting with their spirits and then the demonic realm when you're a vessel when you're open vessel for darkness the devil he could just use you you give the devil and she'll always take the mile so you even mentioned to me that it went even deeper than that because you begin to see even more things after this and experience more darkness after this could you go into detail yeah, so 
I started going to more and more parties. And I remember like to, for that spirit to visit me, it would, it would set a limit. Just like the word of God says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise the standard. Same with this spirit. I had to smoke more weed to gain that confidence. Um, I remember I'd smoke like probably a lot of weed, just a lot in a, in a day, um, just to get high and allow that spirit to visit me. But I knew that that J2.0 spirit would visit me because my heart would race. I'd feel a knock on my chest and my vision, it'd flicker. And I was a whole new person. I was confident, able to talk to girls. I remember um, when I'd go to parties, I'd be like, I need to smoke. I need to smoke. And I'd smoke. And I'd be like, no, no, where's the spirit? Where's J2.0? And I kept smoking, kept smoking. And it, I'd feel my heart race. And then it entered me. But I remember this specific night, I got a vision from God. And I was warned. God told me, do not go to this party. And I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't know that dreams mean something. But dreams are very important. Because this dream was vivid. This dream felt more realer than how I'm looking at Jennifer right now. And um, what happened was I disobeyed the voice of God. And the word of God says, for the lack of knowledge, my people had perished. So I went to the party and I smoke and I'm high and I, I feel my heart race. And now I'm the J2.0. I'm, I'm shifted in the spiritual realm. And I'm looking at my friends and I'm talking to them. And now they're like telling me, they're like, yo, yo, do you know those girls? Who are those girls that you were talking to? And I'm like, what girls? But I didn't realize that that J2.0 spirit that I was allowing into my body was knocking me unconscious. And it was talking to people. It was having secret conversations with, with other spirits, people that were blacked out. They say when, when you're an alcohol and you drink a lot and you don't remember anything, that's blacking out. That's demonic possession. And what happened essentially was I was being possessed. My body was being hijacked. And this spirit was so slick that it was deceiving me because my vision would shift out and I'd forget things. And I remember more things would happen. Like people would want to fight me. All of a sudden I was turning up at the party and then someone's like, you need to get out of here. I'm going to kill you. And I remember leaving that party and I'm like, man, I'm never going to smoke weed again. I'm never going to go to a party again. And I started bawling my eyes out until this one night in my brother's friend's basement. This is when I knew that it was a demon for sure. I remember um, they asked me to smoke. They're like, hey, bro, um, Jay, do you smoke? And my brother and his friends, they all were like peer pressuring me. And I'm like, yeah, I smoke. Even though I knew that like if I, if I would smoke, that I would black out and that there's a big chance that that would happen again. And I'm like, yeah, I smoke. Because I, I didn't want to seem like a scaredy cat. And I remember where we go outside to the patio and we start smoking and I'm taking like a couple hits and I'm like, man, I'm not high yet. What is going on? And then I remember one of my friends, I'll just call him Christian. He's like, bro, you got to hold it in. You got to take a big hit. So I remember taking the third hit and it's like my soul left my body and that J2.0, my vision shifted to the back of my head. And I watched my feet just walk by themselves. I was walking 
and I was seeing that spirit take over my body. And I'm like, what is going on? Guys, I'm spectating myself. And it's like, I was going like that, but my body was just moving by itself. And I was completely lost. At that point, I knew that there's a realm that is unreal, that is serious, but I didn't know that it was demons. And when I got in, in the house, I'm panicking now. I'm saying, guys, I think I'm possessed. I don't know what is happening. I'm having an ego death. I didn't think that this could happen on weed. And now they're telling me, bro, just drink water. You're, you're tripping, you're, you're tweaking. And after that experience, I just never. Now, I want you to tell me this. I'm going to go back just a little bit. How you said that the marijuana gave you a type of confidence and you were, you said J.0 or J2.0 or something like that. Yeah, J2.0. J2.0. Well, this kind of reminds me of, I've heard performers say this, how they really don't have the confidence when they go on stage. So their alter ego comes on and they'll name their alter ego, which is a demonic spirit. And they'll become, they'll perform, I guess, perfectly in a way that they would never, if they didn't switch on this alter ego. Would you say something like that, where where it's a, it's a different, it's you, but it's a different you, but it's a demonic spirit. Oh yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Cause I forgot to mention this, but I remember, um, I went to the studio one time to record my first song and I remember smoking weed and I, I unlocked that J 2.0 and I went to record the song and it gets 50 K in like one day because that J 2.0 spirit was talented. It used all the gifts that God gives us and it uses it to enhance and to advance the kingdom of darkness. That's why you're seeing people like Juice World. they're able to freestyle because what happens when that alter ego enters them, it has like thoughts that we don't have. It has abilities that we don't utilize as Christians and people in general. And I always had that confidence deep down, but I, if you're not in God, you won't have any confidence because if you don't know God, then you don't know love. You don't know peace, these things that are essential. So what do you say to the people who are responding right now saying, well, he was on drugs, so he was just hallucinating. It's, it was just all this stuff was just a hallucination. What do you, what do you say to that? It's not because um, I've seen countless of people experience the same thing so it's like something's going on this is not hallucinization because i i didn't grow up in the church i didn't believe in demons i didn't believe in satan or or god or jesus really i was just thought that they're someone who we just think about and we relieve in him find peace in him but you know if you think this is a lie, then you're honestly crazy. You, you don't have um, <laughs> a sense of mind because if you open your eyes and, and see that Satan is blinding you, then you'll wake up to the truth. You mentioned during this time, I guess it was during this period where you said to yourself, I've had enough. So you begin to stop. Let us know what made you say during this time you had enough and what brought it back on again? That eerie feeling of just the torment on, on marijuana, just knowing that there's a pit that is waiting for you at the end of every high. Because 
what the devil does is essentially everything that he gives you is with his right hand. And then he'll just take it away with his left hand and not only take it away, but he'll take your soul. And I had a sense of knowing every time I was high that there is a chance that I could die. And many people, they say that you can't overdose on marijuana. They say that you can't die on marijuana. But I had just a knowing in my heart that I would die on this, that this will kill me. If I keep going down this route, I will surely die. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So I knew that, man, if I keep sinning, I will surely die. And I remember quarantine hit. So now I can't go outside. Now I'm bored. Now I'm seriously depressed. So my brother, he's smoking. Um, all my friends are smoking. So eventually it caught up to me and I started smoking again. And it was honestly a shame because I was on self-improvement. I was doing this thing called no fat where you, you abstain from porn and you meditate and you do all these self-improvement exercises. And um, I was finding my spiritual self. But when I started smoking weed, it all went out the window and I was just back in darkness. I was exactly where I was before. And I remember one night evangelist, he came to me and he told me, like, hey, you have to get right with God. You have to repent. Like, sex is in marriage. It's a covenant between you and God. And I asked myself to him. I looked at him. I'm like, are you serious, bro? I thought he was, like, feminine. I, I thought, like, there was something wrong with him, that someone actually abides by the Bible. Even though I grew up as a Catholic, I didn't think there's people out there that actually follow the Bible. Because many Christians that I've seen are lukewarm. They set a bad example. And when he was telling me all these things, I just started cursing him out. Me and my friends, we were just roasting him. And this was over the phone on quarantine. And I remember after that, I'm like, man, this dude, like he's whack. And I start smoking again. I start smoking the dad pen. And after that, I'm hearing hell. I'm hearing demons just yelling, hell, hell, hell hell. And I didn't realize I'm like, what is going on? And I start to feel my soul leave my body. And I'm like, what is going on, guys? What is going on? And I start running the fridge as I'm my soul is leaving my body. And I'm like, I need water. And I'm just like, I'm just like panicking now because I realized, man, I messed up. I, I curse out God's evangelist. I, I went too far. I'm going to hell. And my deep remorse was what save my soul because the sacrifices of God are broken and contrite heart. And I just had like a deeply godly sorrow in my heart. And what happened was I felt like my soul stabilized, but I was in a different realm. I was in like a dimension of hell where there was no hope. I felt separated from God, but I wasn't in the eternal place. And I remember talking to my friends over the phone. I'm like, God, I'm like, God, show me something. Um, he, he said that um, there, there's demons and, and stuff. And this is real. I need to find him. And yeah, my friends, they told me, they're like, you need to get right with God. This is a very serious warning. And none of them were Christian, but they just knew. They're like, oh, man, you're, here. you're hearing demons on, on weed. Man, you need to get right with God. That's a sign. 
And my other friends, they're like, you're tweaking, bro. During this time, though, you mentioned to me that you wanted to know Jesus and your friends actually tricked you into praying to the devil. What in the world happened here? Man, yeah. So after that happened, when they're like, you need to get right with God, I'm like, yeah, but I don't know which God to follow. I was a Catholic. I, I thought I knew God, but it was just religion. And they're like, you have to get right with God. Like you have to really like seek him. So I remember I talked to my friend named Jess. She's a Catholic. And she's like, oh, just read Genesis. So I open my phone and I go on the Bible app and I start to read Genesis and I start to fall asleep so fast. It's like a spirit of slumberness knocked me out. And I was reading the Bible and I couldn't understand anything that it was saying. So I just threw my phone. I'm like, you know, this is boring. And I come to my friend, his name is um, D. And I'm like, hey, bro, can you tell me more about God? And he's like, man, first off, Jesus ain't God, man. Who's that white man religion? You, you're Israelite, man. You're black. You're from the tribe of Judah. You're God, man. You call on this name and you'll see God. You'll, you'll see the real God. And I'm like, hmm. And he's like, yeah, what, what do you think slavery was for? Why do you think your ancestors were slaves? Because you're God. The white man doesn't want you to know. And I'm just thinking in my mind. And I'm looking at my past and like who I am, because I live in a very segregated, um, predominantly Caucasian area. So I just experienced a lot of racism. So I, I just had like a exposure. He used my naiveness to manipulate me. So what happened was I ended up praying to their God. I prayed to the devil. And I'm not going to say the name because I don't want people to call on him. But as soon as I prayed to their God, I literally felt their Holy Spirit enter me and it felt like a snake just royal, just coiled itself around my chest. And I realized like, man, I found God. I was so excited. I'm telling everyone, I'm like, I found God and I'm so excited until this happens. I start realizing like, man, why am I having demonic visions and demonic dreams? And why am I feeling tortured and in agony. And what happened was, I remember after I accepted their God, which is a demonic spirit, which was a devil. Um, I told my friends, I'm like, guys, I feel so weak. I feel like I'm going to die. And I remember hearing the voice of their God. And he's like, I'm going to take you to my kingdom. I'm going to take you to heaven. You're going to die tonight. And you're going to see um, my kingdom. And I'm like, okay. So I put on my Instagram bio, I'm like, RIP me. And I go to sleep that night and I wake up and I'm out of my body. Just like Paul said, he didn't know. I mean, John, he didn't know if he was in his body or out. And what happened was I see my dad and he's wearing a soccer jersey. And I'm talking to my dad in, in the open vision. And I'm hearing demonic tongues chanting in the background. And I'm hearing, kill him, kill him, kill him. And in the vision, I'm seeing myself, my hands choke out my dad. And I kill my dad in the dream. And I wake up out of the dream and I'm just shocked. I wake up and I'm so shocked. 
I'm like, did I kill my dad? Did I kill my dad? I go and I run out of my room and I go to my dad's room and I see that he's alive, but he's wearing the same exact soccer jersey that was in the vision. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, what is going on? And I told my dad, I'm like, dad, I had a vision and I killed you. I said, dad, I, I killed you. What, what is going on? What, what, what is happening? And I told my dad, I'm like, dad, is the devil real? And my dad, since he did witchcraft, he started to open his like spiritual vision. And he was like, what is going on? I need to use my spiritual gift of discernment. My dad has discernment, but he uses it in a legal way. Many witches, they open their third eye so they could see spirits. My dad looks in the spiritual realm. Wait, and, really quickly, really quickly. So you said third eye. Explain mm -hmm. to people what the third eye is. And then I want to ask you one more question. I'm going to go back real quick. But explain to people what the third eye is in the occult. Okay. So the third eye is basically the pineal gland. It's the same gland that people talk about releases DMT where you could see um, in dreams and visions and the spiritual things. And it's basically a portal straight from hell. When you meditate and you do chakras and all these things and you open up your third eye, essentially you're saying that you're opening up a door in the spiritual realm. It's like having a stranger enter your house and anything could come in. Good things could come in from it, but mostly bad. You can't control what comes in and out. And it's basically a doorway in the spiritual realm to see and to allow good or evil, but mostly evil because it's straight from Satan. God says there's only one mediator. Amen. Amen. And that's through Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. I want to go back a little bit also. So what helped usher this in was you're accepting the false belief system from the black israelites correct mm -hmm. which is a very evil belief system that uh, these people have now you also mentioned how uh, their holy spirit came in explain that because i know you don't mean the holy spirit what do you mean by their holy spirit so their holy spirit is a, a demonic racist um god because I didn't have thoughts of hate or evil or murder. But as soon as I prayed to their God, I instantly was having thoughts to kill my dad. I was having thoughts to kill white people. Um, and I didn't understand it. I just thought, man, this is crazy. I'm like, I found God. How come I don't feel depressed anymore? I don't feel anxiety. But I'm having so many evil thoughts. It's like, the yin and yang, so much evil and so much good, but you can't balance. You can't drink from the cup of demons and, and the cup of God, you know? You, you need to choose who you serve. You can't serve two masters for either you'll love one and hate the other. Take us back to after you had the dream of killing your father, where your father, when you woke up, he was wearing the same exact clothes in the same room that you saw you killing him. Take us back to there. So... After I saw my dad, I'm just confused now. I'm convinced that the devil's real because I'm like, this is a type of evil that you see in, in the um, movies. You see in like Annabelle or Chucky. This is just like ridiculous. You, you don't see this kind of paranormal activity in, in real life. So now like something's signaling in my spirit, like, man, 
maybe the Bible it is real. Maybe I'm I'm deceived. And I remember going to my dad and I'm like, dad, like I had a vision that I killed you. What is going on, dad? I need the truth. And it's like, it's like a, a wife asking her husband, knowing that he's cheating on her and she has proof, but she just wants to hear it from his own mouth. Like, babe, are you cheating on me? I was at that point, like, dad, is the, is the devil real? What is going on? And I remember asking my dad, I'm like, dad, is the devil real? And my dad knew, he knew because he saw in the spiritual realm that I was possessed. He saw it, but there's no power in, in Catholicism or religion. There's only power in Jesus. And I asked him, I'm like, dad, is the devil real? And he's like, yes, son, look in the mirror. And as soon as I, as soon as he said that, I felt someone standing behind me and I felt someone was in me, that J2.0 that I allowed in, not even just J2.0, but the spirits from marijuana, the spirits of pornography, thousands of demons. I, they all like, they all expose themselves in me at once. And I remember looking in the mirror and I'm just seeing a dull black face. I'm seeing someone who is lost, someone who is just staring at spirits, demonic spirits, who's just a house for the devil. And I'm looking at myself. And as soon as I look at myself and I know now that the devil is real and that he's inside of me and I'm deceived, I come back and the devil manifests my soul. It shifts out of my body. And now I'm spectating myself like I was in the basement and my head now it's stuck in this position. And my dad, my dad, man, he handled it so good because my dad, um, God could still use unbelievers, believe it or not, but my dad's like, Satan, what do you want? And I'm like, I want your soul, but you have to make a, a deal with the devil. I, I have your son's soul. And if you want it back, then you need to make a deal with the devil. And at that point, I snap back. I, I shift back into my body and I'm freaking out now. I'm like, dad, dad, the dad, the devil's real. And he's in me. I'm like, dad, don't listen to him. Don't do it. Cause I've seen movies. Like I've seen a interview with a guy. He went to a train track and he sold his soul to the devil. I always thought it was fake, but now seeing it in real life, um, it was the scariest stuff I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm telling my dad, I'm like, dad, don't make a deal with him. Do not. The devil is a liar. And, um, the devil, he regains access. He hijacks my, my body again. And I'm stuck. Every time Satan would speak out of me, my head would get stuck like that. It's crazy because I think spiritually my head was stuck like that. But in the natural, the devil was just talking like that. And I was like, just out of it. And Satan's like, you have to make a deal with the devil. If you don't make a deal with the devil, then I'm going to drag your son's soul down to hell. And um, my dad, he starts saying, no, I'm a child of God. Satan, why do you want my son? How did you enter my son? And Satan, he speaks out of me again. And he said that your son sold his soul for, for music and fame. And I gave him it. And you remember how I said that I went to the studio and the first song that I recorded um, hit 50K in, in one day. 
when I was that J 2.0, because I was rapping about money, sex, drugs. I was rapping about the devil's agenda. So when you're not making music to bring glory to God, you're automatically worshiping Satan. You don't have to drink blood and to wear like a satanic suit to worship the devil. All you need to do is not choose God, because if you're not living for God, then you're living for the devil. And I realized like, man, I sold my soul. I was worshiping the devil. I was making music for the devil. I was fornicating. I was smoking. I'm, I'm, I'm a demon. And as soon as he said that, um, my dad, the first thing in his mind, which you would see in a lot of horror movies is he's like, I'm going to do an exorcism on him. So my dad, he grabbed holy water and he started shoving it down my throat. And he's like that my dad's just throwing holy water. And he's like, devil out, devil out. And this is what the devil did when he drank the holy water. He just went ah, like it had no power. So, so basically it was as if the holy water basically gave the devil some water. And he was he was quenched by it. Mm -hmm. So it had mm -hmm. no effect whatsoever. No effect. It did nothing. Because mm -hmm. it is nothing. unbiblical. It's unbiblical. Mm -hmm. The holy water did nothing. And, you know, I thought there was power in Catholicism because I'm like, man, my soul is on the line. Maybe this holy water will flush the devil away. But it just gave him drink and it made him more angry. He started speaking in reverse. He, the devil, after he started speaking in reverse out of me, and after that, I felt hopeless. I felt at a point of no return, and it was just taking a, a turn for the worse. Now, at this point, um, I realized that I was possessed and the devil was inside of me. So you mentioned to me, was it soon after this, your family put you into a mental institution? How did this come about? So after that point, um, I realized that the devil was inside of me. I tried to call on Jesus because now I knew that Satan was inside of me. I knew I was deceived. I'm like, I need Jesus. Jesus is obviously the truth because if the devil is real, the only other religion that has a devil is, is Christian, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind, I need a call to Jesus. I'm reading the Bible now. I'm saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But I'm still feeling hopeless. And the reason why is because I wasn't doing it with all my heart. I'm like, okay, I'll follow Jesus and I'll get saved. But I'm still going to smoke weed. I'm still going to live for the devil because I don't want to live a godly lifestyle. I know that I have to deny myself. I know that I can't watch the porn and have the sex. So I was calling on God with a kind of wary heart, a heart that wasn't pure and fully committed to him. And the word of God, it says this, it says, um, seek God wholeheartedly and you will find him. And now I understand what it meant because um, when I was calling on him, it just got worse. Now I'm being choked. Every time I'm calling on Jesus, the devil would choke me and I'm just giving up. And I remember I'm in my room and I'm just calling Jesus. And every time I'm calling Jesus, I'm getting choked by demons. I'm like, <clears throat> and I'm like, Jesus. <clears throat> and then I remember my friend saying, 
And this voice just echoed in my head. It's like, you are God. And I start calling on that demonic name, that the, the name of the devil. And I just stand up and I'm like, I am God. And as soon as I said that, I blacked out. I blacked out. I don't know if hours went by, minutes, days, but I woke up and now I felt completely possessed. I felt like that the hope that I had was gone and I was just losing hope. I remember you mentioned to me that the instant you said that, it was a leaf. It felt as if there was a leaf blower of demons that entered into your mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I said that, um, my vision went black and then I woke up and I, my mouth is just wide open. And like it felt like a hundred of thousands of demons just flew into me. It felt like someone put a leaf blower, just wind was flowing into my mouth, into my body. And now it's like a legion is in me. And I knew a legion was in me because I was so demonic now. And it was to the point where I was delusion. Like I, I if I stood before a uh, psych review, they, they'd um, label me unstable for sure. And I remember after that, I just hear in my spirit, like, hey, the reason why you hate your now I'm hearing the audible voice of the devil. And I'm thinking like, I'm my own God. Um, and I'm hearing a voice. It's like the reason why you hate chocolate is because you are black and you are oppressed and you don't love yourself. So I want you to buy chocolate and eat chocolate. This voice was so delusional. It was making me do things that what the devil does, he tells 10 truths in one lie. Maybe I did have rejection growing up, but it does. I, I like vanilla cookies. I like vanilla um, straw. I like vanilla, you know, and it has nothing to do with, with anything. And um, the devil was just deceiving me. He was building up strongholds, a lot of strongholds in my mind. And I remember I went to the park and I heard a voice and I don't know if this was God or the devil, but I heard a voice say, pray to the sun. And I think about it now that it could have been Jesus saying like, like pray to me. But what I did out of my delusion, I looked at the sun in the sky and I started praying to the sun. And if you didn't know the, the God of the sun is Baphomet. So when I prayed to the sun, I saw a vision, a, a vision of a man floating to the sun and he was naked and he ascended to the, to the second heavens. And um, I hear audible voice. It's like, that could be you. And the voice says, go to the park, strip naked, and people will see that you are the Messiah. Strip naked. And I saw in, in the vision, in the second part, there was a bunch of kids it, it, and the devil was telling me, go to the park, strip naked, and you will float up. People will see that you're God. And now, like, I had a spirit of perversion. Now there's something in me saying, do this, like go to the park, strip naked, and you will, uh, I could fly because these thoughts were so real to me. When you don't have discernment, you, you can't think what thoughts are yours and not yours. I didn't know. And I didn't listen. At this point, I'm thinking to myself, man, this is real. I'm going crazy. And at that point, when I came home, I just sat in darkness. I sat in my room with all the lights off. And my brother comes into my room and my TV, 
Um, you know how the TV is supposed to be black? Like this TV, it's supposed to be black. My TV LCD, it was flickering red. I had so much demonic power that my TV was turning red. And my dad, he just was like, okay, you're crazy. I'm going to throw you in the mental hospital. And my own dad threw me into a mental hospital. He gave up on me. So Jay, you mentioned to me that once you got to the mental institution, there were more demons there than there was elsewhere. Now, tell us about your experience while you were in the mental institution. Did you feel betrayed by your parents when they put you in the mental institution? Yeah, mm -hmm. I felt betrayed. I felt more hopeless than ever. And I just had a feeling of there's no hope for me that Satan has deceived me. And I remember right before I went to the mental hospital, um, my dad tried doing deliverance on me again. And now Satan, he's manifesting. And my dad and my brother, they're shouting, come on, Jay, come on, fight. Like, Jay, hold on. Like, my, my family's desperate for me to get saved. But the thing is that they were Catholic and there's no power in religion. You need the authority. You need the born again authority and the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And I remember as the deliverance was going on, Satan was getting more stronger and my voice shifted and it's like, oh, I am the Antichrist and Satan spoke out of me. And what happened right when I said that was lightning struck down from heaven, lightning struck down and it felt like a bomb went off in my neighborhood. And the whole thing shook. It, my, my dad was in fear. My brother was in fear. They're like, he's too far gone. We just need to throw him in a mental hospital. He's completely delusional. And the reason why I think they threw me into a mental hospital was because um, the carnal mind was waging against the spirit. Since my dad had a spirit of religion, he wanted to think, ah, oh, maybe it could be psychosis. Even though he was spiritual, when you don't have discernment, the devil could just easily play with your mind. You're in the mental institution and you've realized, wow, this was a lie. The devil deceived me. You mentioned to me how you said, I'm being deceived by the devil. This was a lie. My, what my friends told me was not the truth. Now I'm stuck in a mental institution. Where was your mind when you were there? I mean, did you try to seek the true God? Because I know you mentioned how your family wanted to save you. Did they want to save you in a way to save you to bring you to Jesus or save you from whatever you were going through? They wanted to save me from whatever I was going through. Um, God was just really using my dad to bring me to Jesus because um, now I'm serving God full time. And um, I just really needed that reassurance in, in life. I, I needed that path and direction because I was a very rebellious kid. I was a, a young man who was lost in this world, who was using weed to find answers. I was doing so much evil things and my sins, they were weighing up on me. It was to the point where God was saying, you need to make a choice. And I believe that everything happens for a reason wholeheartedly, that God allowed me to go through this horrific experience for me to share it with the people listening, to see the real realities, that this is not 
a myth. This is not something that is made up. This is real. And if you're not living for God, this is a, a warning to get right. Because the word of God says, enter through the narrow gate. That broad is a path that leads to destruction that few will find it on the narrow way. And I want to mention the snake part because I kind of huddled over it. But I remember right before I went to the mental hospital, my sister, she went to walk the dog. And I live in New York. I live in the suburbs, Long Island. And there was a red and black snake that she saw. She's like, guys, I saw a snake in the neighborhood and it was red and black. And I'm just like, so many things were so confusing, but they were all clicking. When I was in the hospital, it was all clicking to me at once that the devil's real and I got deceived by him. And that's just the ultimate point of where I was at. Jay, and I love the fact that you mentioned that now you serve the Lord. But before, right before you completely sold your life out for the Lord, the mental institution, I guess this is what changed everything. You completely changed your life after the mental institution, but something had to happen within the mental institution. Your whole, the whole realm changed. Tell us what happened when you were in the mental institution, things begin to change visually, physically. Tell us about that. So as soon as I got into the mental hospital, I'm at a point where I said, I am too far gone. And I'm just contemplating, just taking my life. Man, if I take my life, maybe this pain won't be no more. This pain and agony and hopelessness that I'm experiencing. And I remember um, looking at a cop. There was a cop in the mental hospital. He had his holster and his gun on, on his left side. And I remember looking at his gun and I hear the voice of the devil saying, if you shoot yourself, if if you take your life, um, then I'll make you a king in hell. I won't torment you as bad. And Satan's just speaking in my ear. And as soon as I think about reaching for the gun and taking my life, um, all the numbers in the hospital changed to 666. And I saw the fire emergency exit. Um, it says, in case of fire, use stairs. And instead of the dude walking um, down the stairs away from the fire, he was walking towards the fire. So God was shifting everything. He was literally showing me that if I die, if I take my life, I'm going to hell. If I listen to the voice of the enemy, I am going to hell. That hell is a real place and there is no hope for me. And I just thought like, man, there's no hope. I just went like, man, there's no hope. And I went like that. And when I went like that, I just thought Jesus. And as soon as I held my hands like that, the numbers changed back to normal. I didn't see 666 anymore. And my mind was just like sound. I had sound mind. And I'm like, what? And as soon as I went like that, I saw 666 again. I saw like, I, I heard all these thoughts from the devil. As soon as I went like that, I felt peace. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm starting to find clues now of how to draw near to God. And I'm starting to have hope. So I'm walking around the hospital, just holding my hands like that. And I'm trying to look for um, hope. I'm trying to look for God. And I remember seeing a bright white room and 
the door, it's just open. I just unlock it. And the only thing on the tables is a Bible. And I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. This, this is unreal. How is, how am I in a mental hospital? There's a white bright room and a Bible. I'm not making, you can't make this stuff up. And what happens was I, I go to the Bible and I just look at it like, man, this is unreal. And I pick it up and I grab it and I just start calling on God with all my heart. Like when I looked at the Bible and I like was like, I'm going to call on God this time. I'm like, I'm going to actually do it like I mean it. I'm going to do it until I see something happen. Because when I called on Jesus before, when he wasn't listening to me, I was still holding. I'm a fornicator and I'm always going to be a fornicator. I'm holding I'm an addict to weed and I'm always going to be an addict in my heart. But when I picked up the Bible this time, I just let go. I, I let go of everything and I wholeheartedly just opened up and I started calling on Jesus. I started saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the whole hospital staff starts running into the room and they're like, he's crazy. He's crazy. He has a Bible. He he's crazy. Um, grab the shot. We need to put him to sleep. We need to stabilize him. And I start saying the power of Christ compels you. And as I'm saying it, I'm feeling chains break off me. I'm feeling depression break off me. As I'm saying the power of Christ compels you and I'm start yelling, Jesus, I'm feeling more demons leave my body. But the hospital staff, for some reason, I don't know if they were demons disguised, but they're, they're like, we need to put him to sleep. And they're grabbing the shot. They're like that. They're grabbing, they're stabilizing. And they're about to shoot me in, in my left hand and my right arm. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And I remember something came to me. It's like, okay, there's a mark of the beast. And if you get it in your right hand or in your forehead, then you can't go to heaven. And they were about to shoot me in my right arm. And, and so I thought like, man, they're about to mark me. So what happened was I, I was like, okay, now nah, take this hand, take, take my left hand. And they just shoot me and I, I wobble like that and I fall asleep and I wake up and I'm born again. I wake up and I feel like a baby again. Now, do you believe, so you say you were born again. Do you believe that that's the, that's, that was the, I guess the transition of when you were in this state where you chose Jesus, when you said, don't do my right hand, do my left hand. And you continue to say, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. And that was from the heart, correct? That was sincere when you were in that state. Yeah, that was the full um, submission to Jesus because God weighs the heart. Um, the word of God says that they profess me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. To actually enter this Christian walk, God isn't looking at how far gone you are or what you did or your works. He's looking at your heart. But the heart is also deceitfully wicked above all things who could understand it. But as soon as I gave my heart, as soon as I positioned my heart, I was instantly grafted into the kingdom of God. It's about the heart. If you want a true encounter with Jesus, you need to give your heart to him. Many people, they're not having supernatural encounters because they're not giving their heart. They, maybe they grew up in the church and they're like, I'll be a Christian. I'll um, give God my Sunday, 
But when you give God your heart, you will encounter the heart of God. You will encounter the truth. Amen. Amen. It's all action. It's all action. So you mentioned to me right after that, you asked a woman what what happened to me because you woke up and then what did the woman say to you? I woke up and I'm born again. I literally, first thing I do, I call my mom and dad. I'm like, guys, I feel like a baby again. And they're like, they're so excited. They're like, man, he sounds normal. He sounds good. But um, as soon as like that happened and I get off the phone, I'm like, I need to read the Bible. I need to know um, what answers God has to say, what God has to say about this in his word. And I remember asking her for Gideon Bible. It's those mini Bibles. And I start reading it and I turn the page to Psalm 51 And as I'm reading this Psalm 51, it's like God's word is speaking to me in such a supernatural way. And it felt like Jesus was just standing with me in the room. And I remember one of the um, verses in Psalm 51, it's like, purge me with his soul and I shall be whiter than snow. And I remember more deliverance was happening when um, I said that I literally felt like God take a a human sponge and just wash me out of all my sins. And then I remember saying, create in me a new heart, God. My heart was, my heart of stone was breaking and I started having true love. And I remember um, saying, deliver me, oh God. And something, a spirit just started swirling up my neck and I start coughing and I start vomiting up more demonic spirits so god was launching me into the spiritual he's showing me that man demons are real and that your body now is a temple of the holy spirit that when you accept me god is living inside of me and a house can't be full of darkness you have to let your lamp shine and god was telling me like man you need to stay clean i'm going to deliver you i saved you by my grace but i want you to maintain this purity that I've given you and I created in you a new slate. Praise God. This is awesome. But I do want to get back really quickly how you said that a woman said to you that when all this stuff was happening, when you saw um, the nurses come towards you when you had the Bible, she said you were asleep the whole time. Oh, yeah. So after that, I, I asked a woman, um, I'm like, hey, did you see me like that night in the hospital and she's like yeah I saw you you were like sleeping like they were trying to wake you up but you were sleeping the whole time and I was just confused because when I was going through this this felt like real more realer than how we're speaking now this was so real to me and if my whole life has, has changed because of this encounter this couldn't just be a, a dream This had to be something that was real. This was a real encounter with God. Whether it's in the spiritual or not, the spiritual realm is more realer than this realm. And God could work through your sleep. Um, God has worked wonders overnight. And it's just submitting to him. So how did you get out of the hospital? Okay, so this is a crazy um, story because with psychosis and hearing voices of demons you're going to be labeled schizophrenic even if you're prophetic if you're hearing from the voice of god 
they're going to say you're crazy. You need medicine. You need medical treatment. So I remember there was a director of the whole um, psychic evaluation program, and he was a doctor. And he told me, he's like, hey, are you hearing voices of God or, or voices of demons? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing from the voice of God. And he's like, mm, you're hearing from the voice of God. Um, we're going to upper his dose. We're going to admit him for another week. And I noticed, I started to notice a pattern. God gave me the discernment. Um, every time I said I'm hearing from the voice of God, they just kept me longer. But I didn't want to go against my moral conviction because something that I had now, which I didn't have before, was conviction that the Holy Spirit gave. Even to look at a woman with lust um, was convicting. So I didn't want to lie, but I just told him, I'm like, you know what? Um, next time he asks me if I'm hearing voices of gods or demons, I'm just going to say, no, I'm not, so I can leave. And yeah, that's how I got out eventually. It wasn't too long, probably like two weeks. So, so you had to play the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to just play them, play the devil at his game. And, you know, the devil could convince the world that we can't communicate with God. There's many denominations that are saying that the gifts of God aren't for the believer. Um, they're for the apostles and the people who were in the Bible in the olden days, but God still works. He, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you said that something happened, something beautiful that happened that made your father really realize that you were not only free, but saved. What was it? Yeah. So as I got out of the hospital, I looked at my face. I had like just the, the glow of the Lord that you saw the joy of the Lord on my face. And I remember talking to my dad and my dad's like, is that really you, son? And I'm like, yeah, dad, like, dad, I found God. And my dad, he's trying to question me now. He's asking me all these questions. Mm. And my dad, he pulls me to the side and he's like, so what about the deal? And my dad's like saying that with the intention for Satan to manifest again and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm lying. I'm actually the devil. But um, that didn't happen. I'm like, what deal, dad? And he's like, <laughs> he, he had so much joy. He just started to hug me because he realized that Satan left me, that there's no deal that all souls belong to God. You can't sell your soul to the devil. Um, and I want to clarify that because many people are going to say, you, you can't sell your soul to the devil. And that's true. All souls belong to God. You can never be too far gone. So after this, you get the chance to be baptized. But you mentioned something happened the night before. And we discussed this previously, how the enemy likes to attack and tempt right before breakthrough happened. So what happened right before your breakthrough and what happened right before your baptism? After I got out of the hospital, now I'm a new um, baby Christian, as they would call it. And I was having a lot of spiritual attacks. I was having sleep paralysis, seeing demons chase me in my dreams, um, being very discouraged by the enemy. So I just ended up backsliding for probably about a couple months until last year, um, 2021, earlier. And 
I made the decision to really rededicate my life when I got grafted in the church and the church, they were having a baptism. And I'm like, man, this is my chance to, to really give my life to God, to really sell out fully to God. And the night before the baptism, I was having strong temptation to um, lust and to do sexual moral things. And I just told myself, man, I am not going to leave this room. I'm going to worship the Lord until this temptation goes away. I don't care if I'm here till 3 a.m., till 5 a.m., till the morning of the baptism. I will not leave this room. And what I realized was my heart was positioned in the right place for God to baptize me in, in the fire of the Holy Ghost. And what happened was as I was singing the God, I started to realize I was singing in another language. I'm like, and I was just flowing in, in tongues. And I start going, and I start feeling like the, the fire of God just baptized me. And I'm just feeling shackles and chains break. All the spirits that came in from the backside, and they're all expelling out of my body. And now um, the fire has sparked in me, and I've never backslid since. I've never fallen into um, sexual temptation. I've been free, and I've just been moving, sold out at 20 years old for the Lord. Praise God. And Jay, how about your parents? Have your father and your mother come to Jesus yet? No, they're not saved, but, you know, they will be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we'll definitely pray for them as well. And on top of that, you just got accepted into Liberty University in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I got accepted yesterday. Amen. Um, and you leave. When do you leave? August 17th. Great. We'll, we'll be praying for you, too, that you have a successful uh, career in college. And what are you going to major in? Biblical studies. Amen. Awesome. Truly transformed man. Um, now, I want to ask you, because this interview was amazing, and I pray that it was an eye-opener for so many people. I'm going to ask you to pray for our audience, for those who basically believe, because of laws that have been passed, a lot of people believe that marijuana is now okay, because this, is, this was the gateway that helped you, or not even helped, but threw you into the diabolical supernatural realm. So... I would like for you to pray for those, for those who have been deceived to think that, oh, because God made it, it's good. And then they take it and then things fall apart. I, I ask that you pray for them. I also pray that um, or ask that you would pray for those who are lost and who need to come to Jesus Christ. So those are the two things I need you to pray for. Those people who have been deceived by thinking that um, uh, marijuana, which helps you to leave your your logical mind which the bible and the lord is completely against and those who are lost and need to be found in jesus christ could you please pray for them hallelujah amen yeah you guys ready amen um lord father god i come humbly and boldly before the throne of grace lord god and i just pray lord god that the scales of deception lord god would be removed, Lord Jesus. I pray right now that they would see 
the light that they would see that they're never going to find the peace and in, in the marijuana lord god that the only peace that they can find is in jesus because he's the prince of peace lord god i pray right now that you remove addiction from them that lord that they see that you're that father that is waiting for them to just humble themselves to see that the things of this world will not satisfy them that the devil is real and everything that the devil gives is temporary lord jesus i pray right now in the name of jesus christ lord god that they would find you that they would seek you that they would bring pulled out of deception lord god because lord it is your spirit that brings forth liberty and freedom so i pray right now in the name of jesus christ that the loss would be found in christ that lord god you said that we are a new creation for those in christ jesus that there's no condemnation it doesn't matter if you are heroin addict it doesn't matter if you are broken god is saying he accepts the broken he didn't call the righteous he came for the sick jesus is a great physician so i pray in the name of jesus christ that your holy spirit would fill the room i pray i see right now there's someone here that is struggling i pray that chains would be broken i pray that you would be set free and accept the love of god call on the name of the lord call on the name of jesus and accept them into your heart and repent and accept his love in jesus name i pray amen 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 Jay, a day. Thank you so much for this interview. Amen. Thank you too. Looking for some deep believing, bold quoted Christian t shirts, hoodies, or sweaters? Look no further. Visit myjesusfriend.com to get 10% off whatever you want when you enter promo code Believer21. That's www.myjesusfriend.com.